This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Yaseen wal Qur'anil Hakeem. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هذه جهنم التي كنتم توعدون اصلوها اليوم بما كنتم تكفرون اليوم نقتم على أفواههم وتكلمنا وتكلمنا وتشهد أرجلهم بما كانوا يكسبون ولو نشاء لغمسنا على أعينهم فاستبقوا الصراط فأنا يبصرون ولو نشاء لمسخناهم على مكانتهم على مكانتهم فما استطاعوا مضيا فما استطاعوا مضيا ولا يرجعون الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يمدين إن شاء الله today we're going to be doing uh, we're going to be studying rather ayah numbers uh, 63 through 67 إن شاء الله in the previous uh, session Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we saw how the transition was made from talking about the people of Jannah and in a very descriptive manner describing the bliss, the happiness, the pleasure, the enjoyment of the people of Jannah, the people of paradise. And then it made a very smooth, very profound tra- transition to over to talking about the criminals. People who have been tried and convicted and sentenced by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of being criminals in the court of Allah. And that basically implicates them in regards to disobeying Allah, disbelieving in Allah, being ungrateful to Allah, and rather taking their greatest and most open uh, declared enemy, Shaytan, as their closest and dearest friend, and following the path that was laid out by Shaytan, following the precedence that's been established by Shaytan, which is to be ungrateful and disobedient and defiant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not obedient. And so now here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is actually talking about the punishment that is being issued out to these people. What is the sentencing of these people? What, 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 what punishment has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided and decreed and sentenced these people to? So at this point in time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is directly addressing these people. Even in a previous passage, He was addressing them. Because that's most appropriate of the occasion, is that Allah is letting them know that, listen, you are criminals, what you have done is wrong, and so, Allah was addressing them. He goes on addressing them here in ayah number 63. Allah says, هَذِهِ جَهَنَّمْ Remember I explained yesterday how هَذَا was for near. Something that's right here, something that's near, something that's accessible. هَذِهِ is the feminine form of the same word. So once again, it means this right here. So what does that tell you? هَذِهِ جَهَنَّمْ This is Jahannam. And by the way, the word Jahannam is the actual name of the fire of hell. It's the, it's the given name of the fire of hell. And when Allah says that this right here, this is Jahannam, what this implies is the fact that Jahannam will be right there. 
That just like Jannah was right there for those who were obedient, for those that will be disobedient, Jahannam will be right there. So they're literally standing. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another place in the Quran, He says, يَوْمَ يُعْرَضُونَ عَلَى النَّارِ that the day that they will be made to stand, they'll be presented before upon the fire. So it's literally like, imagine like a, a scene of punishment in your head. Because these ayats are, these ayat are very descriptive. They're very, they're, there's a lot of imagery built into these ayat. So imagine somebody being taken and literally being hung over the fire like this. Being held by the back of his shirt and just being pushed, and the, all that's stopping him from falling in the fire is his hand that's holding on to him. Imagine how terrifying that experience is. So Allah is saying, "Hadihi jahannam." This right here, this is jahannam. That you were promised, that you were warned of, you were told about, and you were promised. Promised in what sense? That if you keep doing what you're doing, this is where things will end up. This is how things end. So this is this Jahannam right here. Right here. That you were warned about. Isloha. Isloha. Now enter into it. Now the word Isloha, it, uh, Islo, it's the command form from Sa'ad Lamya, Salah. And the root of this word, it basically means to enter into fire. It's specifically a verb that is proprietary, it's specific to the meaning of entering into fire. And it's sometimes used in its muta'addi uh, form. It's sometimes used in its transitive form, which tasliyah, which means to enter something into fire. So it's used in both ways, intransitive and transitive. Either to enter into fire or to enter something else into a fire. So it depends on the discourse or the dialogue in that particular surah or passage of the Qur'an. Some places Allah is telling criminals themselves, walk right into the fire. You need to go and enter into that fire. Once again, that's, I mean, from both ways it's very heavy what's being said. It's very profound. Either these people are literally being told, you see a fire, you know it's a fire, you know what happens when you go in a fire, nevertheless walk into it. They're being just made to walk into this fire, knowing very well that this is a fire. That this is not just any fire, but this is Jahannam. But willingly to walk into it. They're being told to do that. So once again, the, just the horror, and the, 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 just the terror that that person will feel. The second way it's used sometimes in the Qur'an is, Allah is entering somebody into the fire. Or Allah is commanding the angels to put him into the fire. Once again, that shows that helplessness of that person. That the person is literally being bound and just entered into the fire. So either way, it's very, very, it's 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 very scary. Literally, it's scary what's being said. So Islaw al Yom, enter into this fire today. This word al Yom has come three times before I mentioned this yesterday. And the purpose of this word al Yom is saying today, right here, right now, not for the future. Because what happened in the dunya? In the dunya, they talked about these people before, in fact. We already studied this. In the life of the world, whenever these people were warned, remember in the beginning of the surah, by the messengers, by the prophets? Whenever they were warned and they said, listen, what you guys are doing isn't going to end well. The punishment of Allah will come. What, what, what was their reaction? What did they used to say to the messengers? Come on, bring it. Bring it. Where's the punishment? If you're not lying, if you're telling the truth, where's the scary big punishment that you're talking about? Just bring it now, come on. Enough talk now. They used to they used to act in this way. They would be arrogant in this manner. So now they're being told, "Go walk into it. Go 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 right right here right now. It's not for tomorrow." Those messengers used to tell you to watch out. 
the hereafter of this happened. You thought that was a big joke. <laughs> These people are lying. That's why they keep saying tomorrow, 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 hereafter, hereafter, hereafter. That's all you people say. What about now? What are you going to do now? Well now, here's, here's the now. Now walk into this fire. Islaw al-yawm. Islaw al-yawma bima kuntum ta'amalun. This letter ba here, bima. The letter ba, the ba is one of the most versatile words or letters in the Arabic language. It's used as a preposition. Harful jam. And it's very, very versatile. It has a lot of different usages. Um, in classical books of uh, grammar, it mentions almost 12 or 13 different uses for the letter ba. One of those uses for the letter ba is it's, it's ba sababiyah. The ba of causation. The causative ba. Which basically means that what, it, what comes before the ba is a result of what comes after the ba. So before the ba, you have the result. The outcome. And after the ba, you have the cause. How this happened. The reason for this happened. So islawaliyo. Enter into this fire today. Bima, because of what? What is the cause of these people being told, go into the fire? Why are these people being told and pushed into the fire? Bima kuntum ta'amalu, because of that which you used to do. Bima kuntum ta'amalu, excuse me. Bima kuntum ta'amalu, because of that which you used to be, and I talked about this before, the meaning of kufr is either to be ungrateful, and then as a result of that ingratitude, to disbelief. So, because you are ungrateful, and you disbelieved in Allah. And because the result of ingratitude is disobedience. Disobedience, the, 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 the epitome of disobedience is disbelief itself. So because of your ingratitude, your ungratefulness, your disobedience and your disbelief, that's why you're being told to go into this fire. That's the reason why. SubhanAllah, very profound. When somebody's being pushed into that fire, what's the first reaction of that person? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Isn't that the first reaction? Why are you doing this? What did I do to you? Leave me alone. Why, why are you doing this? So this person reacts. He, he frets. He gets scared. He gets defensive. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you, why are you pushing me into the fire? So they're being told, no, no, nobody's pushing you into the fire. You did this to yourself. You had every opportunity. You had every chance. You chose to be ungrateful. You chose to disobey. You chose to disbelieve. That's why this is happening. And that's why it says, Bima kuntum takfurun. It's not saying, Bima kafaktum. Bima kuntum takfurun. This kuntum that is placed here, it, it's, it, it's, it adds the meaning of something that persisted. Something that persisted. Because of how ungrateful you continuously were. You persistently, consistently were ungrateful. You kept being ungrateful. You just wouldn't get it. You just wouldn't stop. So you kept doing what you were doing and this is how things ended up. This is the result of things. بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَكْفُرُونَ Now, one other thing I wanted to add here about this word takfurun. Remember we've talked about it. This surah has highlighted the importance of shukr. And what shukr means and how shukr comes about. That the ayat of Allah remind us, dhikr. That dhikr results in shukr, becoming grateful. And that shukr manifests itself in the form of ibadah. Servitude, slavery, devotion, dedication. But the opposite is, is, is true as well. The opposite is true as well. That when you don't pay attention to the ayat, the signs, you never remember. You're not reminded. And when you don't remember, you're not reminded, you're heedless, you're oblivious, you're unaware. That results in what? You're ungrateful. Because you don't realize. You haven't sat down and given yourself an opportunity to think. 
Because you don't pay attention to the signs. So you're ungrateful. And that ungratefulness, that ingratitude, it manifests itself in the form of disobedience and eventually, like I said, disbelief. So this is what it's highlighting. And this is the result of it today. Now here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to talk about these people in Ayah number 65. But something changes here. This is from the beauty of the Qur'an, the linguistic miracle of the Qur'an, that what, what the literary marvel of the Qur'an that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changes tense. He's talking to them, second person. بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَكْرُونَ Because of how ungrateful you were. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala switches to talking about them, third person. And why does He switch? Because they've been given their punishment, it's been issued out to them, They've been forced and pushed into the fire of hell. In other places in the Qur'an they tell us that when people are put into the fire of hell, and they'll continue to cry out from there. Like in the end of Surah Al-Mu'min when Allah mentions, these people will scream and they'll cry and they'll yell and they'll plead and they'll beg. What will they be told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? اِخْسَأُوا فِيهَا وَلَا They'll literally be shooed away like dogs are shooed away. اِخْسَأُوا فِيهَا It's like how you shoo a dog away. Get out of here. They'll be shooed away like dogs are shooed away. And they'll be told, don't speak to me anymore. Allah will tell them, don't talk anymore. That's it. You had your opportunity. You had your chance. Now don't make noise. Don't speak to me anymore. Allah will tell them. So now Allah, it's as if Allah turns away from them. Now He's talking about them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, very very powerful ayat of Surah Yasin. Al-Yawm, today, once again, this is that visual. Today, نَخْدِمُ عَلَىٰ أَفْوَاهِهِمْ We will seal their mouths. Will seal over their mouths. And this word Allah is being used because just like you place a seal on something, you seal it up. Similarly, their mouth will just be completely sealed up. See, like I said, the aliyom is to make you visualize it, to make you see it. So that's why the word, the, the, the sentence structure, the word usage is also very graphic, very, very vivid and graphic. Because it's making you see aliyom and aftimu It's like their mouth will be sealed over, completely sealed up. وَتُكَلِّمُنَا أَيْدِيهِمْ And their hands, their hands will speak to us. Allah says their hands will speak to us. I mean the hands will, te- the hands will start to speak. Not the mouth, but the hands. Why? Because they'll try to lie from their mouths. They'll lie. It mentions this other places in the Qur'an as well. That even between Isa alayhi salam, that these people will try to lie. That no, 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 Isa alayhi salam, he's the one that told us to do this. He's the one that told us to worship him. Allah says, no, you're lying. And so they won't be given this opportunity to lie. They had every opportunity to say whatever they wanted to say. And look how much they said in the beginning of the surah. Look at how much they said. In the first part of the surah that talked about prophethood, messengerhood, look what they said. In antum You're just a bunch of liars. In You're just bringing us bad luck. You're bringing us down. You're ruining our situation. You're doing just fine till, till you crazy people showed up. That's how they spoke to the messengers. Look what they said about Allah. What were they told? They were told to spend from that which Allah had given them. They were told to spend that which Allah had given them. That's it. Spend a little bit of that which Allah has given you. It's not yours, Allah gave it to you. What did they respond by saying? Should we feed somebody? Should we feed these poor hungry people? If Allah wanted them to be fed, He would have fed them Himself, right? I mean, why doesn't 
And since you're Allah, since your God is so great, why doesn't He just feed these poor people? Why doesn't He need us to feed these poor people? Look how they spoke. Look what they said. They, had, they, they said all of this. Allah said, not anymore today. All of your nonsense, all of the garbage, the filth, the trash that you spoke, that, that was in the dunya. You, we let you, we gave you some, we gave you the opportunity to say whatever needed to be said. You had every opportunity to say something good. Just like that man, That man also said something. What did he say? He said, follow these messengers. Obey them, listen to them. He also said something. Why should I worship the one who gave me existence, granted me existence? So you had every opportunity to say what you needed to say, but you made your choice, you made your decision. Today, nobody wants to hear your nonsense. Nobody wants to hear your trash. Their mouths will be sealed. And their hands will speak to us. And their legs, their legs will testify. Their legs will testify. Literally be witnesses. This person did this, he did this, he did this, he did this. Another place in the Quran, Surah Fussilat, once again very powerfully talks about this. That their, their, uh, their eyes and their ears and their, even their skin will testify against them. Their eyes and their ears and their skin will testify against them. And then they'll, they'll complain, لِمَ شَهِدْتُمْ عَلَيْنَا They'll say to their skin, why are you testifying against us? Why are you testifying against us? Subhanallah, what's one thing interesting in those ayat? Their, uh, their sight, their ability to hear, their ears, and their skin will testify against them. But when they complain, when they argue back, they'll only speak to the skin. And, and the reason for that is, is because when the punishment is inflicted upon them, who's gonna feel it? The skin will. And that's why they speak in the plural. They say, Why are you testifying against us? We're in this together. Because when this punishment happens, you're going to feel the punishment. As much as I am. You're my, this is the skin speaking against. The skin will reply, That that Allah, who gave everything the ability to speak, has given us the ability to speak today. And He created you in the first instance as well. You have to return back to Him. So similarly here, their legs are testifying against them. بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ What are they testifying about? بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ Once again, they're only giving, speaking of that, of the hands are speaking of that, and the legs are testifying about that, which these people used to do. This, the hands and the legs are not making up something. They're testifying simply about that, what these people used to do. Their own crimes. They're just having to answer for what they did. And something else that's very profound is, why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seals their mouths and makes their own hands and their legs testify against them, speak up against them? It's because there's no denying that. If somebody else was to testify against me, I could say, well, my word against his. He's a liar. But if my own arms and my own legs, think about once again, one thing that's been highlighted here, as long as, I talked about this yesterday, and here we see it again today, the helplessness of these people. You know when you talked about the people of Jannah, I just talked about the, just, the luxury, just the pure, sheer uh, enjoyment, pleasure and bliss of those people, how descriptive of what, they're just living it up. Well these people feel so helpless. They feel so helpless. 
And they feel just so miserable and so hopeless is their condition. And that's part of it. That's the punishment. Because see, when these people oppose the messengers, didn't they cause even emotional distress to the messengers? They hurt their feelings, to put it very simply. They would hurt their feelings. They would say mean, angry, horrible things. I mean, look at the Prophet Muhammad Look what they taunt him and tease him about. His wife dies and they mock him. His uncle dies and they make fun of him. His son dies. And they called him up to discontinued. No sons. Discontinued. That they, they, they wouldn't have a moment's mercy. Somebody's child has just died. Think about that. Think about the pain and the anguish that person is going through. And to even make fun of him at that time. To, uh, to, to make an opportunity out of that. To take advantage of that. That's how ruthless these people were. So similarly here, they're being emotionally tortured and tormented here today as well. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَوْ نَشَاءُ لَطَمَسْنَا عَلَىٰ أَعْمُنِهِمْ Allah says that if, if we would have willed, if we wished, we could have لَطَمَسْنَا عَلَىٰ أَعْمُنِهِمْ The word bumps in the Arabic language means to rub something out. You know sometimes when you write something with a pencil on a piece of paper, and then you sit there with an eraser and you erase it really, really hard. So most of what you wrote down was gone, but doesn't it leave like some type of a mark? It creates some discolor, uh, discolorification on the paper. And maybe sometimes a little bit of the mark of it is still left. You spilled something on your clothes so bad that even after scrubbing your washing out, it still leaves that stain. That's the word thumbs is used. When you rub something, when you scrub something, but the mark of it still remains. It still leaves some type of a mark behind so that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So Allah says that if we wish, we would have just completely rubbed out their eyes. But something would have still remained, like they would have become disfigured. So they wouldn't be able to not see anymore just because they didn't have eyes or their eyes just stopped functioning. It's like they became disfigured. And then they would have been running around. They would have been stumbling around looking for the path. Now Allah speaks to them. He says, speaks of them. Anna, Anna means how could they ever? How could these people ever see anything? Their eyes have been rubbed out, they've been completely disfigured. How could these people ever see anything? They couldn't, right? Obviously. Similarly, Allah says, If we would have wished, we would have just completely wiped these people away. Masq means once again, to just completely remove somebody. Just completely disfigure, mutilate something. We would have just completely mutilated them, destroyed them. Ala makanatihim, where they stood. They wouldn't have been able to go forward. They wouldn't have the ability. Mudiyan, mudiyan means to just move on. They wouldn't have had the ability to just move on. Nor could they ever go back. They'd never be able to go back again. Masakh Masakh literally means to just completely mutilate and disfigure. So if these people became paralyzed, they just completely, all their ability, all their function, all their faculties were just completely taken away. They were just, just sitting there like rotten pieces of meat. They wouldn't have been able to move forward, nor could they ever go back. Now that's very powerful what Allah has said in these last words. So if you try to even imagine, it's very graphic, it's very disturbing. But see, that's the whole point of it. This is not fun and games. At the end of the day, this is a very serious issue. These people played with their own fates. 
These people are the ones who played with their own well-being, their own, their own condition, their own situation. They put themselves in harm's way. They did this to themselves. So they're being told. Now once again, the, the beauty, the mercy of this, somebody could say about these last two ayat, where's the mercy in these last two ayat? That's the scariest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Where's the mercy in this? You know what the mercy in this is? It's being told to us now. It's not like a surprise. This is, this is your punishment. And you never saw it coming. No, 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 it's right here. It's right here, right now. Read it, understand it, live, and then fix things. You're being told right now. You, you have every chance, every opportunity to change things. And subhanAllah, another thing the scholars point out about these two ayat, Allah says, no. If, if we wish, لو نشاؤ, if we would have willed, but we didn't. That's the understanding of this. Allah says, if we wish, if we will, we would have done this to them. We would have disfigured them so they couldn't see anymore. We would have just completely mutilated them, paralyzed them. But Allah says, we didn't. People who disobey Allah, that's not what happens to them. But they get chance after chance, opportunity after opportunity. Years after years, days after days, they just, they have open-ended. They have so much of a chance to just make a change, turn back, do tawbah, realize their purpose in life, realize what their commitment is, what their purpose is. But if somebody continues to neglect all the signs around him, continues to uh, ignore all the people's talking sense to them. Remember the first passage was about people trying to talk sense into them. Messengers. But even though we don't technically have messengers, prophets amongst us, but we still have the message continues, right? Other people carry the message. The followers themselves are carrying the message forward. The ummah. So they had people trying to talk sense into them. And then the second passage was about Allah, the ayat of Allah, the miraculous, immutable, unavoidable signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are right, that are all around us. It said in the earth, in the sky, in the ocean. Some places in the Quran, the Lightning says, وَفِي أَنفُسِكُمْ Even within yourselves, you see the signs of Allah. But they just continue to keep on ignoring them. They didn't have time for them. To just sit there, look at it, think for a moment. No, no, no. تَكُونُوا تَعْقِلُونَ They didn't want to think. So, if this comes to pass, it would have been because of their own doing. But Allah says, Allah doesn't do this. If we would have looked. But we didn't. Rather what happens? They live their lives. They have every opportunity, every chance. They still ignore it. But on the day of judgment, they will have to face their choices and face their actions and deal with the consequences of the decisions that they made. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to practice everything that's been said and heard. SubhanAllah wa bihamdihi, subhanakallah wa bihamdik. Ashadu la ilaha illa ta'ala